what do I do normally? I just read this thing. Okay, perfect. You say hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like that. Hello and welcome to another episode or chapter or whatever it is of <laughs> Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. And the best part is this week, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's look chill. <laughs> None of us are just like having our midlife crisis over these chapters, which is wonderful. Yeah, I was glad you prefaced the chapters there. <laughs> just these chapters. Just these chapters. And only compared to the other chapters, not compared to anything else we've read ever. No. (laughs) Anyway, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Sophie, and my randomly generated YA title of the day is The Day of Daisies and Druids. Oh. Which which just sounds really nice. Yeah, I like that one. Like, you know, we're heading into winter. I miss flowers. And being outside in the daytime when it's nice out. <laughs> so, seeing yeah. the sun past 4 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go to work before the sun comes up and I get home after it goes down. So, honestly, what is daytime? <laughs> what about you guys? Oh, um, hi. My name is Sam, and my YA title today is, or the week, or I don't know, man, my day. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> My book title is My Fields of Roses and Falling Leaves. Wow. wow. We just got two beautiful books. This I know, week. right? Which is like in contrast to what my week has been like. So yeah. <laughs> my week has not been beautiful. That's why we're doing this podcast about Twilight, Sam. Yeah. I know. I know. Maybe it's about uh, next week when the episode comes out. <laughs> true, true. True, yeah. true, 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 true. Okay, and Hannah? And Hannah, that's me. My name is Hannah. And following the tradition I've established accidentally and randomly over the last couple of episodes, my YA title for the week is about me. And it is a scrap of Twilight and Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like about a piece of like monstrous scrap off of a race car that somebody finds at Twilight? No, I think it's just like, here are the things that Hannah thinks about today. True. Twilight and Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also thought a lot about coffee Mm -hmm. and acoustic releases. Wow. There you go. That's a good range of stuff. I lead a really interesting life, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can tell. I mean, the Formula (laughs) One thing... uh... Sounds interesting. Do you want me to tell you no. all about it in great depth? Uh, I would, I would, but honestly, we're late to get on the bus for the next part of the podcast, which is yeah. So uh, Twilight and Midnight Sun were not that different from each other. So my summary is Whoa, spoilers very short. So yeah, this was actually my OG original favorite chapter, but now rereading it, I just don't understand how chill. Bella is with him just admitting (laughs) he's a vampire like I get it even in the last chapter we talked about this a lot and she's just so chill but this whole thing was even uh, anyways in short the whole chapter is their conversation home from Port Angeles in which they talk about Edward being a vampire and then the chapter ends with the famous there were three things I was certain of line also their conversation basically answered all of our questions about 
the mind reading and yeah. a lot of other things from last episode. So, hey, there we are. What happened in Midnight Sun? In Midnight Sun. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How is Midnight Sun? Tell us about Midnight Sun. In Midnight Sun, the chapter is also called Theory. And the conversation is exactly the same, probably word for word, although I didn't check that closely because reading the exact same conversation twice in close succession is boring. But it does add a few short scenes from Edward's perspective after he drops Bella off at home that are a little interesting. Namely, he drives around for a little while until he remembers that he wants to kill Lanny. But instead of doing that, he goes home to talk to Carlisle, where Alice meets him at the door confirming that she was the one who called him in the previous chapter to warn him about the impending attack on Bella. She has been distracted because Jasper is trying not to decide what to get her for their upcoming anniversary, which is very cute. And then Edward and Carlisle drive back to Port Angeles, where Edward wants to kill Lanny, but decides to leave it to Carlisle, who I think is going to be surreptitiously chemically castrating him. It was a little unclear, but very sinister. And then (laughs) Edward runs in a straight line back to Forks and directly into Bella's bedroom. (sighs) Should we start by covering the mind reading lore that we were speculating about last time? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would not be reading both Twilight and Midnight Sun at the same time with us. But in case you're not... (laughs) We have answers. And also only one chapter at a time and then waiting two (laughs) weeks to read the next chapter. It's like the most normal way to read a book. I don't know why you're making it sound so weird. Yeah, just so mysterious. (laughs) Honestly, though, I felt like he gave a bunch of answers that didn't necessarily line up with what was actively being created as the lore in previous chapters. But anyway. I agree. The rule is... He can't hear anyone anywhere. Like, this is directly reading the paragraph. He has to be close. The more familiar he is with the voice, the farther away he can hear them. Mm -hmm. No more than a few miles still. And basically, he can't hear a single voice unless he's paying attention. It just sounds like a buzzing of voices in the background. Mm -hmm. Which is like... Okay, but then before he said that he was answering Carlisle's mental voice instead of his real voice. (laughs) Yeah. So was it initially not that it was a buzzing of voices? Like, has he worked to get to that point? I guess? Maybe Carlisle's voice was so familiar to him already that he just could hear him better. When he says the more familiar someone's voice is, like, it's in quotes, like, he means their mental voice. Yeah. That was the other thing, because, like, he says, oh, I have to be familiar with them, and then I can hear them farther away. How well does he know Lanny? That's what I'm saying! Like, not that well. No, I'm pretty sure they just met. That was my thought. How the heck did he hear from the restaurant? Like, it would it would make more sense if, like, once you're tuned in, so he found that person's mental voice, and if he didn't let it drop, like, if you're attuned mm. to it and you're listening to pull it apart... Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. All of this could have been way, like, get rid of this whole paragraph and just be like, the more I'm focusing on someone's voice, the farther away I can hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) It's 
It's That's mysterious weird. for sure. At least, you know, the effort is here. There's enough description <laughs> here that it, the, there's enough description here that it's kind of like, okay, yeah, there's rules to it. Let's move on. Yeah. I guess. It seems totally reasonable until you also read Mid- Midnight <laughs> Sun. Mm-hmm. I hate the name of this podcast. <laughs> I love the name of this podcast. <laughs> Why am I the only one who has this problem? <laughs> Hannah not being able to say midnight ever again. <laughs> Never. I'm going to be like doing a presentation for work or something at some point and need to talk about times of day. Uh-huh. Because I currently work in telemetry and like when things happen matter a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. Yep. (laughs) This podcast is going to cause problems in my professional life, but not for the reasons you might think. (laughs) If it makes you feel better between the Dungeons and Dragons I play and the fact that I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves, which is like a pirate game where you fight skeletons. I talk to a lot of people while playing D&D and that game. And I say Mm -hmm. Skellington instead of skeleton because it's funny. (laughs) And I... Uh Every time I go to say skeleton, my throat closes because it's trying to say skellington. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to be at work talking about fish bones and say skellington by accident. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Sophie, did you notice that we can make kind of a vague approximation of how fast Edward runs in this chapter. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like chapter two or three where it was like, man, I just wanted him to say <laughs> how long it takes him to run some predetermined distance so that we can yeah. figure out how fast Edward can run when he's going fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he says it takes like 45 minutes to drive at his super speed from Port Angeles to Forks. Mm-hmm. But then, how long did he say it took him to run? It said it took him a few minutes okay, to run okay. in a straight line from Port Angeles to Forks, which are the straight line distance between those two places is about 74 kilometers or 46 miles. Okay. I don't Fun. know what that means, but it's 74 kilometers, and I do know what that means. So do you assume that a few minutes is three? So then you take, what, 74 kilometers every three minutes? Do you think it's like three, or do you think it's like, like if he says minutes? A few I, minutes. I don't know. Someone says a couple. I assume two. Someone says a few. I say, <laughs> I assume three. I usually assume a few is just any small number. Yeah. So I did some math. And I decided to be very generous, I suppose, with how long a few minutes is. It was just like, okay, these places are 74 kilometers apart. Let's assume it takes him 15 minutes. Like, that's more than a few minutes, but it seems pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And if he runs 15 minutes, which again, probably is a little bit generous. He probably went faster than that. Yeah. But at that rate, he is running five kilometers per minute. (laughs) Wow. Takes me like an hour to run five kilometers. I was gonna say it takes me forty-five minutes to run five k now. I used oh, to be able wow. to do it. I minutes. used to be able to do it a lot faster, but that that was a while ago. That's fast, mm-hmm. and that's wait, wait. slow. Wait, sorry, <laughs> say how much that was again. What was it? It was seventy-four kilometers, and if yeah. he runs seventy-four kilometers in fifteen minutes, that's a little bit under five kilometers per minute. So that's how many meters per second. Do you second want meters per second? Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, I refuse to do math on my off time. (laughs) Fine. So if we assume that my assumption of 15 minutes Mm -hmm. is correct, he was running at 83 meters per second. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, and then if we assume, like, the the fastest, which is, like, three minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Then we're looking at... That's 25 kilometers per minute, which is 417 meters per second. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if he does it that second one in three minutes, he does break the sound barrier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then he's definitely not going that fast. He He can't can't be going that fast. No, because then he would be so noticeable. But don't they break the sound barrier when they're playing baseball? They can. I thought it was because they hit the ball so fast, not because they run so fast. Yeah, I think that's it. And that's why they have to play during thunderstorms. Right. But they might be able to run that fast, but they only do it when they know it's safe. Yeah, so he probably ran it in slightly more than three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly below the speed of sound. Yeah. So for context, and a different direction, the speediest of the land creatures, which is a cheetah in a full sprint, goes about 27 meters per second. So even if we assume that Edward is quote-unquote slow, he's still 83 meters per second. (laughs) Dang. So he's still almost three times faster than a cheetah. That can't be right. That makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, does anything about this book make sense? You got me there. That's a great point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we disproved the whole like vampire of superpowers thing too. It didn't even make sense from a conventional uh, fantasy magic system point of view yeah. last week. Wow. I guess that makes sense. But like the fastest speed that an animal can go like consistently is the peregrine falcon when it's in a dive. Right. And that's only 108 meters per second. <laughs> uh, well, that's at least faster than yeah. Edward if he runs. Not at the speed of sound. <laughs> Not at yeah. the speed of sound. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes more sense. I remember. Okay. I looked this up once because there's like some weird. If you look up. <laughs> sorry. If you look Anna up found. like. No, I'm just laughing at Sophie matter of factly <laughs> saying, well, I looked this up once. Okay. Like, sorry. So yeah. Talking about no. speed. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you look up how fast vampires can run not for this podcast? (laughs) You know, just to know. No, I looked up the fastest animals because, you know, that's something you look up when you're 29 years old. Yeah. And you have some free time. There was like an albatross. I think it was a gray albatross that got caught in a hurricane while wearing like. Oh, no. So a satellite tag that measured it in one place and then another place like extremely far away (laughs) in a very short amount of time and they think it was flying and it got caught in this hurricane and it was some i it was like like it should have broken the sound barrier it was like 380 (laughs) meters per second or something and it was like are you kidding me (laughs) can you imagine like looking up during a storm and seeing a bird just like flailing through the air and then a sonic boom (laughs) 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 Okay, no, I looked it up. Okay, a satellite-tagged gray-headed albatross hit 127 kilometers per hour. Oh my god. Which is so fast. That's so fast. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Uh, (laughs) What were we talking about that wasn't birds? Oh yeah, vampires. uh, Vampires are faster than birds. Yeah, and the speed of sound. So I also looked up something to do with this straight line travel... by edward uh-huh. I, I wanted to see what there was in his path Ooh. on a straight line from you know google maps center of port angeles to center of forks okay 
he does have to run through a lake. <laughs> well, we've established we can do that. Yeah, I guess along the bottom. I just would love to know. <laughs> I mean, if they're running that fast, I bet he just goes straight over the top like a basilisk. Like I... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought like Harry Potter. I was like, Arnold? But you mean no, no, like, like a the real lizard. life lizard basilisk. Like a lizard basilisk. I went Harry Potter snake basilisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is that gonna go across? <laughs> How does it do that? Yeah, you know, this is a science podcast, not a book podcast. Not a Come book on, guys. Podcast. <laughs> guys, there are also so many houses. Like, there are so many houses just in the straight line. Like, she goes out of her way to be like in a straight line. Like, Edward's yeah. just fucking launching himself <laughs> off of people's roofs. Like, what? <laughs> There's like Very a subtle. town. It's there. I don't even know what to say. There's two towns next to each other on the road between uh, Forks and Port Angeles, and their names are Beaver and Sappho, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> this is a good naming convention. Oh, man. Big fan. I wonder what the population of Sappho is like. <laughs> I'm a Google that. <laughs> so I was looking up, because um, I'm trying to go to... BC possibly so I was looking it up on Google Maps for Airbnbs and Port Angeles is like just below the border yeah it's super close oh yeah and I was just like damn it if only the border was open and not the US wasn't rampant with COVID yeah I could like go record the podcast from Airbnb and Forks yeah during my nomadic life that I'm planning wouldn't that be amazing yeah and I could go look all this up in person that'd be pretty chill i mean i wouldn't wish anyone i care about going into the states right now sorry all of my american friends (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh there's fourteen thousand people living in sapho in washington more men than women but mm, i don't know about that (laughs) i imagine it attracts a certain crowd (laughs) i while we're talking about the map around Mm -hmm. so edward talks about the pomegranate again yes sure which does is annoying and so yep. i thought i would like look into the actual myth and okay. while i was looking at the myth i happened to have this map open and i was like oh really interesting that forks and port angeles are around mount olympus oh like oh. that's that's the mountain <laughs> that's the name oh, of that's the mountain. interesting is right. it actually yeah that's cool yeah, it's like the Olympic National Forest is like that whole forest there. And yeah, the mountain that is part of it is between Port Angeles and Forks is Mount Olympus, which is, I don't know, a fun thing. So for our next book, after we finish Twilight, we will find the crossover fan fiction that somebody definitely wrote about Twilight and Percy Jackson. Oh, I don't want to ruin Percy Jackson. <laughs> don't ruin Percy Jackson for me. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, we'll read a Hades Persephone fanfic. That's really good. And I was like, yes, please. Isn't that what Midnight Sun is? <laughs> Sophie. Sophie. Don't don't take this away from me right now. We're kicking Sophie <laughs> off the podcast. Bye. No, but uh, to talk about the myth a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was kind of interesting because the like direct translation that I was reading said that Persephone was caught wandered off from her group of friends and was caught by Hades by a gloriously fragrant flower, which is like, I don't know, kind of like an interesting parallel when 
Bella is like the scent is what is drawing Edward to her. Yeah. And yeah. in this chapter, we have Bella being like, and Edward smells really good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like scent is just such like a big part of the whole thing mm-hmm. that, you know what? I guess if you had to pick a myth, <laughs> yeah. I guess this one makes sense. It does make sense. But the other yeah. interesting thing that is that like of all the like female I guess you don't have to say female goddesses. You can just say goddesses. <laughs> of all the goddesses. The goddesses in, who are also women. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the like Greek pantheon, mm-hmm. Persephone is the only one who, despite this like quote unquote origin story where she's like kidnapped by Hades, mm-hmm. she's the only one who is ever portrayed as having like a full partnership. Right. She is yeah. portrayed as the dread persephone queen of the underworld so she has become this like powerhouse in her own right which kind of mimics you know bella turning into a vampire spoilers what the heck (laughs) i don't know in my my book report for twilight where i actually (laughs) took it seriously this is what i would write about (laughs) yeah i don't know it's fine i think that's reasonable you're not wrong yeah yeah that's cool yeah it's a good myth you know there was such a good book somewhere in twilight (laughs) Yeah. It's too bad it, Edward was in it. It's too bad. I mean, 17-year-old me loved it. 28-year-old me would go back and slap her, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. 17-year-old me also loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, this chapter, I feel like, kind of reminded me why. Like, I actually really liked, in particular, the Twilight chapter. Like, Bella was confident and, like, a little bit sassy mm-hmm. and, like, knew what she wanted and how she was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, this was a good chapter. I liked the way their interaction went. I liked that they both were honest with each other, even though it makes no sense for Edward <laughs> to be honest with her. He even talks about how he's just going to like admit, well, might as well be an open book. Tell Bella everything. Like, I don't think that's a great way to approach this. I just still can't get over like how chill it was i agree i like yeah. this chapter i liked the conversation the banter like that's the kind of stuff i look for i just mm-hmm. on a realist level because i've just become more of like a realist even mm-hmm. though i read a lot of fantasy yeah but you have to be able to believe what they're selling right yeah exactly right and like that kind of conversation it's just like you don't just <laughs> as, as like crazy as the theories you come up with, like I'm sure we've all had these crazy theories about people and stuff growing up. Maybe I I'm the only one. I don't know. But <laughs> even still, if someone like came up to you and full on like, oh yeah, I thought they were a vampire, ho ho ho, just because they were like the certain way, and they actually came and admitted that to you, like I don't think I would be that chill. <laughs> no, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I felt the same way. Like, I was like, how is Bella being so fucking chill? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what? But from Bella's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. These vampires are at her school. Her dad is, like, the sheriff. And if there were missing persons reports, if there were, like, weird deaths at the school among the students, if there were, like, deaths in the town she would have known about it, right? Like, her dad would know about it. People can't just go missing in a town like Forks, especially to the sheriff, who knows everything about everyone. And so 
even if she's finding out like, oh my God, these people are vampires. The first thing she learns about them from Jacob Black is that, well, they don't eat humans. Right. And so even though she has Edward telling her like, I'm dangerous, realistically without, again, if we're building off of the fact that like there isn't that much vampire media or lore in this world, (laughs) she doesn't necessarily have like a reason to believe that this vampire would hurt her, right? Yeah. True. Well, did On you that, notice? I think you're going to say the same thing that I was going to say. Am. Yeah, go for it. Edward explicitly mentions when he's yeah. uh, when Bella is telling him that she believes he's a vampire that he did not see any Bram Stoker or Anne Rice on her bookshelf yeah. in her room. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, yeah. did you? I yeah. sticky noted it immediately because I was like, <laughs> oh, this like he he mentions it. Whoa. Okay, how what? Yeah, how did Bella here. not find that on the internet? Yeah. It's on page 199, <laughs> if anybody is wondering. And he said, I had no idea if Bram Stoker or Anne Rice was there in her stack of worn paperbacks. Dang. Yeah. So there is the same, presumably pre-Twilight vampire canon in this universe that there is in ours. Yeah. And Bella is just really bad at Googling. (laughs) That's so weird. It is pretty weird. It's, yeah. It would be so easy to just not include that. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, wait, is that in, that's in Midnight Sun. Yes. Did you read Midnight Sun, Sophie? No, 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 I did. But it's, (laughs) it's interesting that like, in the Twilight chapter where it talks about Bella looking stuff up. Yeah. She did not find Bram Stoker and Rice. And then it's like Stephanie Meyer going back to write this <laughs> 10 True, years maybe. later being True. like, oh. Wait, that was the last of the original chapters though. Because the first 10 chapters got released. Was it the first 10? I think it was the first 10. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Actually, maybe we should Google it real quick to fact check. Also, I'm assuming she probably... She probably edited. Edited them. But well, even then, <laughs> the first 10 chapters, that was still like... Yeah, it was a couple years later. Well, it was the first 12 chapters. Okay, first so we 12. still have two more of like the original that relief. Yeah, I don't remember from when I originally read it, but I know I found the first chapter again before we started this podcast, and it was pretty much the same as the first chapter in the published one. <laughs> So there is a chance that it was in the original leaked one from... Oh, wow. Midnight Sun, the first 12 chapters were released in 2008. Well, yeah, was it 2008? Okay, yeah, so it was when I was in grade 10. Yeah. Wild. Maybe when Bella was doing her Googling, she was explicitly excluding things that were fiction and just looking for legends. Because, like, nothing in Dracula or Anne Rice books are like, this is what a real vampire is like. It's, this is, I'm writing a story. But a lot of, like, vampire fiction is based off, like, real mythos. And, like, the real mythos, a lot of it is based off, like, animals or things people have seen or something. So it's like, you would think that if there were real vampires, that some of the like things of Stephanie Myers vampires would make it into the fiction of the Stephanie Myers world. Like you think you'd maybe have the sparkling thing or like, yeah, I bet that's where the 
theory we had about the Volturi putting the kibosh on yeah. vampire fiction comes in. Like anything yeah. that is close enough to be plausible, they get rid of maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. And something like Dracula, it's like, okay, well, the Volturi really hate the Transylvanian vampires anyway. So they were probably like, Tee. yeah. <laughs> but the rest of it is like not that close to a Twilight vampire. Yeah. Plus, if I'm going to just like keep arguing myself deeper into the hole <laughs> to defend Stephanie Meyer. Uh-huh. You could also say that, like, maybe Dracula and or, you know, Interview with a Vampire never made it to, like, film. Right? Maybe they maybe. are still just, like, the original books, but they True. haven't, you know, entered, like, the public mainstream guys to the same to the same extent. Yeah. Could be. As I defend Stephanie Meyer here on my podcast. Well, it's true, though, because, like, vampires, they were kind of always thinking, like, you had Buffy, you had Interview with the Vampire. Like, it was always kind of there, but it really took off after Twilight. Yeah. There's no denying that. Yeah, but I would argue that, like, if they had never made it to film or, like, TV, right, then if we argue that, like, well, the reason people don't know that much about vampires is because, yeah, they're blocked from becoming, like, too popular, yeah, maybe. You can read the, you know, one or two novels that come out about vampires, like the way you could read a novel about like a less popular monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I only read Interview with a Vampire because of Twilight. So there you go. Yeah. No, like I am full on Twilight was the first vampire book I read and every vampire book I read after that was because of Twilight. <laughs> Fun. Anyway, in the words of Edward himself, should we get back to the horror story? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Is his brain? I mean, yeah. One of the things I want to mention in that respect is it's made explicit in this chapter that Alice knows and sees Edward going to watch Bella every night and just, like, co-signs that behavior and is like, yeah, you're gonna see her soon, don't worry. It's like, yeah, Alice... (laughs) She says, like, she kind of does need, like, 24 hours surveillance. And it's yeah. like, no, she no, doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> while she's sleeping? <laughs> you don't need to watch her while she's sleeping. I think I said this, like, in an earlier chapter. I was like, girl, you gotta look out for girls, and this is problematic behavior. Don't allow yeah. this. Don't let him do that. No. And Ed- Edward goes on for, like, two pages while he's watching Bella sleep, obviously. Yeah, about how much she needs like a guardian angel and like what cruel and ugly and harpy-like fate would (laughs) allow Bella to exist in the world without a guardian angel and like why is this angel doing such a terrible job at their job and then he's like perhaps I was the angel but that could never be because I'm such a monster and it's like okay Edward shut the fuck up (laughs) also just like the privilege seeping out of that right? of just being like immortal and thinking that everyone should be invincible and like have a guardian angel and just like oh it just it just blew my mind i was like because i was like bella i was a total klutz i broke my foot my elbow like <laughs> i was constantly hurting myself and the same thing could have been said for me but it's like we're all friggin' he- well, they're not human, they're vampires. Yeah. But yeah. like it, I just I don't see the logic in it because I'm just like no. Edward, anyone at any time. She's nothing special, anyways. Yeah, I don't like the way he deifies her. Yeah. It's really weird. 
I, I did enjoy that that section gave us another um, adjective to add to our litany of Edward words, which is now stupid, unreliable, creepy, obsessive guardian vampire stalker. <laughs> because he does say at the end as a joke, like a guardian vampire instead yeah. of a guardian yeah. angel. So get longer and longer every episode. Oh, I'm man. glad you're keeping track of that. Oh, I'm writing it down every time. Good. Perfect. By the time we finish this book, we're going to have to like release a t-shirt that is just all of the Edward adjectives. It's like a super tiny script because it's like 87 (laughs) attached to vampire. Perfect. Yeah. I will say like the concept of like the abstract idea of Bella was supposed to die. And so Mm -hmm. now she is way more likely to die as like a fate thing Mm. is kind of interesting to me. It's the same idea with like, she and Edward should never have met because he should have died a hundred years ago. And so like part of their attraction is this thing that never should have, they never should have met. And so that's why it's so powerful, their love for each other or something like that. Am I making that up? I don't remember. There's like a part about it that is like ringing a memory. And so like that part, I'm like kind of like, oh, that is sort of interesting as it comes up when Edward's like, I need to protect her because she's going to die. <laughs> but like the way it is actually acted upon. <laughs> I, I mean, hate the it. way you described it just pulls at the inner romantics of my heart. Right. <laughs> you both know how much of a sap I am. So yeah. swoon worthy for sure. For Sam, for sure. deep down, I put on this hard shell, but deep Do down, you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, at the surface, you. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Gonna, <laughs> we talk about too many books for you to have, for me to not know about this inner. This inner I was gonna say I put off this, or I put off this hard shell, even when I'm dating. Like yeah. I have such like high standards, and I just don't waste my time with like people yeah. who I don't feel like it. But like inside, I'm such a sap romantic, like. Sam doesn't waste her time with people who haven't been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, did either of you get like, so like the whole guardian angel thing kind of built through the chapter of Edward. I don't know. It was like a weird twisted thing where he was like, well, she certainly can't love me as much as I love her. Yeah, And then at the end, it became like this thing where like, well, I love her so much that I need to be here at her side all the time, protecting her like a guardian angel because Mm -hmm. she needs me. And that just like, oh my God, it like put my back up. Like I was so uncomfortable. That is so creepy. And like such, you know, another red flag being like, but she couldn't love me as much as I loved her. He starts to speculate for the third chapter in a row. Let's not forget about like, maybe Bella cares about me too. And then he says, I knew it could be nothing in comparison to how I loved her. That was the line for me that kind of took it over the edge. And like, I know it's the lore in Twilight. Like, I think this comes up later that they are very, is intractable the right word? They're very non-changeable. So like when a change happens, it, is like catastrophic and not easily reversed. So I think that's what she's trying to portray that like Edward has experienced a change 
and because he's a vampire, it's super intense and he can't do anything about it. I think he can do that in a way that is romantic and not creepy. Yeah. And it just doesn't quite hit that. There's a really actually like sweet moment near the end of, well, the it would be the end of the Twilight chapter, but like near the end of the Midnight Sun chapter. And I'm just going to read it where it's like there, she's about to leave after he drops her off. And it says, she sat there mo- motionless for a moment, her eyes wide and stunned. Dazzled, I guess, as was I. And it's like, yeah, that's, cute. that's like really cute. And so like, there's Damn a it. way to do that kind of thing and then have him be like, then he's introspective and being like, wow, I like love her so much. And this feeling is totally overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like without twisting it from a moment where she expresses that she cares about him and him being like, yes, but it's not as much as I love her. Right. Like it's like yeah. degrading yeah. her feeling to compare yeah. it to his. Yeah. Everything is about how he feels. Yeah. There's very little consideration of what Bella wants. I mean, yeah. it's like the whole thing of New Moon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is a very Edward. I wonder if all vampires are like this or if it's just Edward. Yeah. Because at least, like, this chapter is definitely the first time in Midnight Sun that he actually realizes that he hurt her. Right. Because she's like, oh, man, we can't hang out anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. whatever 17-year-olds do. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like sad and he notices and he's like, I've done it. <laughs> you know, the way he is. The way I react when I've hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, which is like, wow, good job. <laughs> and then later Carlisle is like, wow, I can't believe how good Bella is for him. Like making him so compassionate and empathetic. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, he's not. Does Edward even know what empathy means? No. No. (laughs) He literally lives with Jasper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Even just from the Twilight perspective, there is a version of Midnight Sun that is, like, very sweet that could have been written. Right? Like, there's a very nice Midnight Sun that could have been written. Yeah. But she chose to take it in this, like, very dark Root, yeah. which I guess yeah. like matches how she wrote Edward in Twilight. Yeah. Which just kind of makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also, I know I've been harping about this a lot, but like this chapter again highlighted for me how much of a missed opportunity so much of Midnight Sun is. Because yeah. they rehashed this entire conversation word for word, probably. Mm-hmm. And there were a, a, several points reading the Twilight one where I was reading the chapter and thinking, oh, I'm really curious to hear what Edward was thinking like at this moment. Mm -hmm. At some point, he says that he has to act normal and he scowls. And it's like, okay. They they made a point to mention that he's scowling at the idea of acting normal. Mm -hmm. I wonder why specifically that is. And she doesn't elaborate on it. Doesn't elaborate on the fact that Edward hates driving slow. Like, doesn't really elaborate on any of the emotional responses that Edward has to the things Bella are saying beyond like what you can infer from Twilight. It's like, I feel like this book could have been so good if it had actually taken some of those like throwaway verbs and adjectives from Twilight and put them in context rather than just saying like Edward scowled and then in Edward's chapter 
I scowled because I was unhappy. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, why? <laughs> yeah. For how much more wordy Midnight Sun is, I feel like for this chapter especially, I was like, there's so much that I did not learn. Yes. That wasn't rehashed from previous chapters. Like, once again, we have Edward just, like, vacillating. Which is just like, I'm I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind with how much Edward is like, we can't be together. And then in the next sentence being like, I'll save you a seat at lunch tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, right? hey, what's happening? Yes. I hate and, it. And like, we've been talking for almost an hour, but all three of us, when we got on this call to like do our pre-pro, we were like, there, I don't have anything to say about this chapter. Cause like, <laughs> you don't learn anything. Yeah. Nothing happens. I mean, you get like, the famous scene in Twilight where, you know, they finally have the conversation and it confirms that Edward is a vampire. And yeah. then Midnight Sun gives you nothing else on top yeah. of that. Yeah, it's just like filler. It's just so much yeah. filler. And yeah. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah, my notes for this chapter, a third of my page is uh, Persephone myths. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's more than me. I won't lie, though. This was a chapter, like I finished reading Twilight and I was like, I want to read more like yeah was, me too yeah it was like as as much as I hate to admit it I was very much like I want to read the next chapter because I want I don't remember I honestly don't remember what happens in the next chapter and I was like I want to keep reading that was the first time since we've started this that I wanted to do that not with the midnight yeah. sun chapter the twilight chapter yes the midnight sun I'm like this is homework yes <laughs> reading it and I was like because the Twilight one wasn't that long and I don't know if it's because I'm reading Twilight on my iPad and I'm reading Midnight Sun on like a hard copy but Twilight flew by but Midnight Sun I kept being like how many more pages can this friggin be it's so long it's so long Midnight Sun I this chapter not previous chapters but this chapter I found myself like skipping sentences which is like a thing which is a thing I do when I'm reading and i'm like i just want to get through this part yeah i do that too and i had to keep being like no go back and read the whole paragraph you have <laughs> this to is academic this on a podcast <laughs> this is academic this is academic it's like research <laughs> if you think about it put this yeah. on my cv uh no <laughs> if we ever get paid for this podcast i'll put it on my cv the only other notes i had was i wrote poor jacob black indeed <laughs> yeah (laughs) you gotta you gotta feel for him because like it is very much a thing that girls do and like yes i have been guilty of it i have had men do it to me as well though i had so many boys in university use me for calculus and so (laughs) (laughs) i knew i was gonna get a laugh out of you guys no i'm not even lying i am not even lying this guy I, oh my God, I was so naive. I was so young and dumb. And I thought he liked me. I was like, head over this guy. And, and my thing was, he wanted help with calculus. He was failing calculus. And so I helped him pass calculus. Mm-hmm. And a bunch wow. of people, like, I would help a bunch of his friends. And like, that's what, but then he, we would like hang out. And I thought it was something. And it definitely wasn't anything. I mean, it was something. It was math. 
for math. It was, yeah, all I was good for was calculus. I mean, that's a pretty good thing to be good for, honestly. Yeah, I'm not good for that for I'm sure. I'm so glad you're good at calculus. <laughs> I mean, don't ask me to do calculus now. I even told my boss this the other day because I got promoted and I was like, now my title is like, I'm actually a data scientist. And I was like, you know, if they actually asked me to do differentials, I'd have to take a week to relearn it. <laughs> I mean, that's less time than I would need. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something I could easily pick up again. And like, I even helped my mom's friends with the their kids' calculus homework over lockdown while they were homeschooling. So it's definitely something like I can still do, but not great anymore. Anyways, more of the whole thing was, yes, I've definitely done this uh, to men, but men have also yeah. done it to me. So. Yeah, the part for me that was like, I don't know, sad <laughs> for 17-year-old Team Jacob Sophie was in the world where Edward did not exist, you kind of thought, oh yeah, Bella and Jacob will end up together. And like Edward coming in ruined that. Mm. But maybe it didn't. But that was, you know, the internal story that I had. And it makes me sad. <laughs> Interesting. When we read New Moon, I'll probably be like, oh, yeah, Jacob is also terrible. It's the worst. They're both the worst. I have to say that is the one part of the conversation they have in the car that is interesting from Edward's perspective is hearing him think about, like, the treaty and the fact that Jacob Black has now basically voided the treaty that the Cullens had with the Quileutes of 70 years ago. And (laughs) he says... I suppose this meant I was now free to slaughter the small defenseless tribe on the coastline where I so inclined. Ephraim and his pack of protectors were long dead. It's like, well. 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 (laughs) That made me really sad. He does, like, realize that, like, of course, the people who, the younger generation who has grown up with this as a mythology are where the danger of exposure is, right? The people who don't actually believe it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was a good moment. It'd been nice. Yeah, time. especially because you know that later, <laughs> shadowing are extremely unhappy with one another. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of nice to get this start where you're like, oh yeah, Edward doesn't like hate the wolves. <laughs> they have an uneasy truce. Yeah, it it kind of just seems like it's a feeling of like, well, I'm just not gonna go there. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not really gonna think about it otherwise. <laughs> Seems reasonable to me. Seems reasonable. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to talk about before we end it? I guess I had one line that I wrote down that was funny. Okay. That I liked, which was Edward being like, I was probably still irritating Emmett and all the rest of yes. my family too, except Alice. <laughs> yeah, I love that he finally acknowledges that he's being annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the, the context is he, he says in the past tense that he irritated Emmett. And then he was like, mm, actually, I'm probably still <laughs> irritating them. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. You know who and else you're irritating? Three people on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... I have one last thing before we get to our credits and whatever. Are you guys both reading the same ebook copy of Twilight? Yes. Or the same edition? I noticed a discrepancy in mine. Could one of you read the last paragraph of the Twilight chapter? Which is like that quote that Sam was mentioning earlier. Oh, yeah, I think I have it here. Just the last paragraph? Yes. It starts about three things, right? Yes, about three things I was absolutely positive. 
First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there's a part of him. I didn't know how potent that part might be that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. So that's what mine says in the book. On the back of the book, it has that same quote. And it says, second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how dominant that part might be. Oh, that person for my blood. Dang. Right? Oh. I want, like, I wonder what the reason for it being different is. And why not change it in the book if you wanted that on your the back cover so much? <laughs> yeah, like that's to me that's such a peculiar change. If you're going to market this as the quote from the book, why is it different in the book? Yeah. It's quite literally the most famous quote I think of the book. <laughs> what do they what do they yeah. use in the they say it in the movie, right? I think so, yeah. I don't remember though. No. Interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on that when we eventually watch the movie. I was just going to say, I'm like scared for when we watch this movie. <laughs> it's going to be, I'm going to be extremely drunk. It's going to be the worst. I, yeah, I'm going to be very drunk. I'm going to be more drunk than uh, I am now. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to watch these movies more than I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> I honestly have been thinking about Twilight so much that I really want to watch the movies. I, yeah. Yeah, I won't lie. I'm kind of like, as much as I don't want to, I'm also excited for when we get to it. <laughs> I'm going to like cringe off of yeah. the face of the earth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I hate so, the thought of it. I googled that line because now I'm curious. Yeah. And the Goodreads quote is the one in the book. And then like the image results I have found are the one from the back of the book. So it seems like this is so weird it's like the mistake happened and they just ran with it i feel like it must be intentional for some reason i would argue that using the word dominant like is an active choice because i feel like that draws a certain type of person (laughs) that draws a certain audience well that twilight is marketed for right like (laughs) Yeah. shades of gray but like why would you not change it in the book because i agree that dominant is a better word to use there yeah yeah but i it's it's very strange to me that they choose to include a quote on the cover but change it That's so weird that is, no that is very weird maybe somebody who like does marketing or something will listen to our podcast and can answer this question for us if you yeah. have an answer for us, please tweet me. I would love to know. At Midlight Pod. Hit me up. Yeah, so now that we're done talking about these super good books, <laughs> get to guess <laughs> what's going to happen next time. So the Twilight chapter, chapter 10, is interrogations. Huh. Let me just open the Midnight Sun book because it's also also interrogations. Yeah, I was like, it's also I mean, interrogations. <laughs> yeah. The Midnight Sun chapter is called interrogations <laughs> the dramatic reveal that everyone okay. was waiting for the only thing I can think of for this chapter is that scene in the movie where they pull up and Edward's wearing sunglasses and like this that I think it's I can't remember what song it is is it the Muse song or something where they like kind of officially announce themselves as a couple and they enter the school together 
but I don't think that's actually what happens. But that's what my brain is going to. <laughs> I have no memory of this. No? Oh None God, whatsoever. I, we get to I mean, I'm guessing that in the Twilight chapter, it's Jess and Bella right. talking. Right? Because at yeah. the end of this chapter, Jess calls and is like, tell me all about it tomorrow. So I'm yeah, guessing true. that's what this chapter is. Um, and maybe on the Edward side... It's like... It could be his family, but they already know. Is it just going to be Edward listening to Jess and Bella? Oh, I hope that's probably what it is. It's going to be so boring. (laughs) Because when they're named the same thing, it's usually the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. I swear to God, if the entire Midnight Sun chapter is just like Edward sitting in Spanish class or whatever, listening to Jessica, I I mean, I'm not going to do anything. But I'm gonna be displeased I'm gonna about be it. Unhappy about it. <laughs> be unhappy. I'm not gonna love it. Yeah. I will express my displeasure in two weeks from now. Yeah. yeah. My guess is that it's exactly that, and we're all gonna be unhappy. <laughs> I wonder if Edward's gonna pick her up for school. I think I feel like that's a thing oh. that happens. Maybe he does save her a spot at lunch, right? Because he said he would. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the the scene I'm remembering from Twilight is because he surprises her in the morning and picks her up, and then they show up together, and then mm. he's stupidly wearing sunglasses, even though we all know he can't go out in the sun. <laughs> yeah, but he has to look cool, Sam. I mean, he did look cool. Look cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't like as shitty as Edward is. Robert Pattinson in that scene is like mm, so good. Anyways. Um, <laughs> remember when he was shirtless in that one scene and everyone like screamed because it was <laughs> yeah yeah anyway. no <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> that i don't think i was horny enough as a teenager to I notice was. these oh. things was, oh see i was in a different circle where everyone was like no oh no <laughs> again i'm the one with the shirt so let's never forget that great point. we're gonna find that shirt <laughs> i'm also usually the horny one on this podcast let's not forget <laughs> that either great point. it's great that Someone my mom listens to, to this except except when some oh, alligators <laughs> i forgot that my mom follows us on instagram and i made a reel of talking about edward's dick and then she liked it and i almost dissolved into a puddle on the floor <laughs> sorry <Hi>. mom <laughs> Really good. Uh, good if you want to see me making jokes about Edward's dick, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see me making jokes about Edward's dick, you can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. <laughs> We're at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube, Spotify, and your favorite podcatcher of choice where you should uh, rate and review us because we talk about it. Words too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. Only Hannah does. <laughs> Only uh. Hannah does. Sam will eventually, undoubtedly. <laughs> I mean, I haven't yet. When we get to Breaking Dawn. I'm oh, I hate now. Breaking Dawn. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Sam, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> take it away, Sam. <laughs> and as we all go back into lockdown... We will all be like Edward. Alone and hurting no one else for a change. <laughs> that was so sad. Aww. What a bummer. <laughs> a bummer. <laughs>